righty. So we cleared out uh, Acts 23. And we did Isaiah 46.6. So now we're going to go to Mark 2.10 and 2.28 and see what that says on our study here. So let's go to Mark 2. Ten and twenty-eight. Let's see what ten says first. But so you know that the sons of man have authority to pardon sins on earth. He tells the paralyzed man. Interesting. And let's go to twenty-eight. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of Shabbat. Shabbat or Sabbath. 1326 in Mark. Just a few chapters over in Mark as we talk about the two witnesses. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Amen. See, gives us Dan 7.13, which we've already talked about. He talks about the Son of Man being seen in the clouds of glory. Let's go to 1462. I am, says Yeshua, busy I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Powerful One and coming with the, the clouds of heaven. He is the I am. Okay, let's go to Luke 21, 27. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. We talked about that. Uh, e, we've already got that. We've read 17 and 14 in Dan. Let's go to Revelations 1, 7 and 13. Seven, behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and those also who pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth will mourn because of him. 
interesting. And let's see, 13. And in the midst of the seven lamps, one, like the Son of Man, clothed with garments down to his feet, with a girdle of gold about his chest. And this reframes to a verse down here in Revelations 4, 5, talking about the witnesses again. Now, we've got 14, 14, so we'll go over a couple chapters to 14, 14 and see what it says. <clears throat> and I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the white cloud, one that sits like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. A crown given. Daniel 7 and 13. Again, we see Daniel 7 and 13 referring to a golden crown is given. When reaping the harvest. So we see where it says, Come up hither. And they ascended to heaven. It's talking about ascension. It's talking about a resurrection. It's talking about a lot of things. So now we are going into the second seal, the trumpet, and woe. The seventh Malacca sounded, and there was a great voice in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Father, and are ever of his Messiah. He will reign forever and ever. So here is the clue in as to who your witnesses are talking about. And the twenty-four elders who sat before Yahuwah on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped Yahuwah, saying, He will give you thanks, O Father, Yahuwah Almighty, who is, was, and is to come, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. And the nations with anger and your wrath is come, and the time of the dead, and that they should be sentenced, and that you should give rewards to your servants, the prophets, and all the saints, to those who reserve your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Interesting. So it talks about saints in H. And again, we see in Revelations 22, it mentions about the sanctified ones and the law and so forth on the hearts. Then we go to I, which we have not looked at yet, I don't think. No, we have not. Um, we were only touching on H, which is the saints. So let's read 19 and see what 19 says. Then the house of Yahuwah was made open for all to see in heaven. And the ark of Yahuwah's covenant was seen in his house. And there was a lightning and voices and thundering and earthquakes and great hail. Interesting. We should see that. So let's go to I, and it says the house of Yahuwah, the covenant of Yahuwah, and there will bring us the possessions, and it gives a reference in Revelations 24 and 6. So let's just take a look at that one, 24 and 6. It says, and I saw the throne, and he that sat upon them was 
judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of those that were beheaded for the witness of Yeshua and for the word of Yahuwah and the law and the prophets and who not worshiping the beast, nor the likeness, neither the image thereof, his mark in their foreheads or upon their hands. And they lived and reigned with the Messiah a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until a thousand years was finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in this first resurrection. Such On such the second death has no power, but they will be priests for Yahuwah and the Messiah and will reign with him a thousand years. Talking about the first resurrection. And if we touch on what these verses are, then it gives verses that explain what's going to happen and so forth and so on in the millennial reign. So let's look, see, gives that so that doesn't matter. E, D, B. In the time period of the mysterious Babylon power in Revelation 17, 5 and 12 through 14. We've went over that. Um, e. The Hebrew meaning is common. Precept, law, and regular regulations by word. Also taken collectively as the 613 laws. So that's talking about the words of Yahuwah. The precepts of the prophets and the Torah. So. F, the holy priesthood, which is mentioned in Kepha 2.5, which we've went over that one. And then it goes on to say H and I, the high priest of Yahuwah and of the Messiah. So the high priest is a form of sacred holiness. And the holies of holies is revealed, which is interesting. So we're seeing here. In this whole play out of the two witnesses. The two witnesses are chosen specifically as a priesthood. Or to start a priesthood for the father. Malekha. And it goes on, given Matthew 10. Let's take a look at Matthew 10. 26. Are you curious? We'll take a look and see. Matthew 10, 26. I want to see myself. So we'll take a look at 10, 26. All right. 24, 25, 26. Here we go. Yes, Father, for the ways was pleasing to you. That's all it says. His ways are pleasing. So we see the teachers of Yeshua that learn from Yeshua are pleasing. Oh, sorry there. Mm, hurting. So we have went over the two witnesses. So where am I going with this? These two witnesses come out of the dead churches. They are rewoken. And they are re- established by the Father to see the truth of society. 
what is this truth? We don't know. We know it's based on the law and the prophets. We know it's based on the Torah and the 615 mitzvahs. Granted. That's what I'm teaching. You are to love your Father, Lord God, with all your heart, mind, and soul. You love thy neighbor as thyself. You are to honor your mother and father. You are to not commit adultery. You are not to lie, well, bear false witness, cheat, that's stealing. You are not to murder. You are not to covet. You are to honor the Holy Sabbath and keep it holy, so forth and so on. Why do I speak like this? The Father put it on my heart. He taught, he showed me these things. The last days and the two witnesses are a timeline. A period. When the seventh trumpet is sounded. And the seventh trumpet has sounded. Your second woe was back in history. It was a nuclear war. Given. World War II. Interesting to note. It mentions demons and gods and all this. It was Hitler. No one figured that out. I went back through history and looked at Hitler. He was an idol worshiper. He worshipped Dagon. Or Melanch. As some could say. And he killed people to keep this fetish up. So we see this in the seals. Then we see the seventh trumpet sounds. And we see this little book being revealed with its great secrets. Which is interesting. Why would they be a little book? And then the last days of the two witnesses. The little book. No one knows what that little book was because it was hidden. I believe the little book was Revelations. Because Daniel locked it up, and it was revealed again to Yohannik and Mark Yohannik, which wrote this book, a brother of Yeshua, my descendant. What are these seals, may I ask? Commonality gave you a clue. It's the Bible itself is the seals. I'm reading the seals. Each seal is a chapter. Each chapter gives a place. And it reveals its secrets of the seven seals. The church age is the seven seals. But who are these two witnesses? For ages, people have thought it was Elijah and Moshe. I can tell you one. It's not. They're actual two people. They're in society, and it's under your nose, and you don't even know it. 
I'll get back on the elaborate in a minute. I'll be back in 10 minutes. All right, so I'm back. So we were talking about the two witnesses, and we completed 11. We know these two witnesses are killed, spiritually speaking, in Sodom and Egypt. That's spiritual quantitative. Sodom is sodomy. They were killed in sin. That's what it means. Egypt did sin. It's a figurative, but you could roughly speak. Now, I have been going over certain books called the Diaspora books or the Tefna. In Hebrew culture, the Tefna comes from the Ark of the Covenant. They were translated by Wyatt. Pictures were taken, and Hebrew scholars for years have known this. I'm a scholar, a scribe, and I have other gifts. I'm being taught right now by a Hebrew lit teacher that we know of the Tefna. No one knows of the Tefna. One of these books in the Tefna is called Gad. You can get it online. Granted, it was written by Gad the seer. Parts of it are in the Holy Scriptures. They're easy to find. And these books are sealed within the Bible themselves. Now you're saying, where do I get this at? If... You've had the actual translation of the Bible. You would know the future of our destiny. But many don't know that these exist. They don't know they're in the books. And they don't know how to find them because the King James Bible doesn't show it. You have to have a Hebrew book. So, I'm going to prove my point. The first seal. I'm going to give you a revelation. We'll go to Chronicles for a moment. We've got it specifically marked out in Chronicles. Chronicles was in the era of David. And it says, so here is the book of Gad. So Gad went to David and said to him, Thus says Adonai, select for you either three years of famine or Four years be swept away before the adversary and the sword of your enemies overtake you. And three days of the sword of Adonai. Pestilence in the land and angels of the Lord revenge throughout all the territories of Israel. Now consider what I should reply to the one who sent me. That was in the time of David. You had a choice of war or pestilence. And that was Gad the Seer. Gad the Seer seen other things that's not in our Bible, including Yeshua himself. But there is one part of Gad that is unparalleled. When translated in English, it tells you who our enemy is. And our enemy is very cunning and smart. 
And it made an alliance pact with several nations. I don't speak lightly. I'm not going to mention it here. I've mentioned it before in some of my previous episodes. Nathaniel's another book that is in David. They are buried. They are sealed till the ends of time. So this little book it mentions is within our word. It was within the Hebrew Bible. And it is with the Ark of the Covenant buried in Israel. I will tell you that. I'm not going to tell you where because Wyatt found it. He took pictures and for years they have been deciphering this Tefna. Nobody knows it exists. And it gives the whole future of how Israel and America work together. And who the two witnesses are. In the past, the two witnesses were plain and simple as day. They are physical entities born in this world, one Jew, one Gentile. They are not a physical representation of Elijah and Moshe, but they have the characteristics of Elisha and Moshe. They are very outspoken, as both were. And Elijah and Moshe were friends of the Father. But they also had an uncanny ability to hear the Father's words. And one would find the other, and the other would find the other. But Elijah must reveal itself, or their self, should I say, before Moshe is revealed. They will have equal amount of power. They will be in spiritual deprivation at first, or spiritual death. And then all of a sudden, the Father will come up on him out of nowhere. They will have spiritual cognitive reasoning. They'll have intellectual reasoning. And they will know of both the world and the spirit. They will know what the Father is. They will know his name. They will know who he is and what he is. They will be spiritual beings to begin with and go through a spiritual death. That's what the two witnesses went through, is a spiritual death the first three and a half years of their time here. They're born into this world, and so they will die in this world to go to the next life. Now, I'm not giving you clues as to who these people are, but I will tell you they are people that the Father knows very well, and they have a connection with the Father uncanny as anyone and believe it or not one of them is a female and I don't speak lightly most of the time if you read the King James Version it refers to it as a male figure because it was hid it was done specifically that way. But in the Hebrew Bible, 
it's different. Alma means a virgin. And Alma is mentioned 17 times in the Hebrew translation of Revelations. I'm using that one now. You're hearing me speak it word for word in the English. But why would he pick a female? A woman? A lot of questions. We don't know. But I'm telling you, it's truth. As we go along, you'll see that I'm going to reveal the master's plan. And it's a stark plan. Huh. A very real, honest-to-God plan. And I speak it with a heart. Because you're going to see these two witnesses do exactly what I'm doing. And you're going to see these two witnesses are going to witness the full end time first part of the calling before the rapture. They prelude, Yeshua's coming. Or should I say, Yehuah, Yeshua, my father, my creator, my uncle. And I don't speak that lightly because he is of my lineage. He is of David. He is my uncle. And I am living proof of that. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. So we have went through Revelations 11. And I'm going to go on to Revelations 12. And we're going to see this woman clothed with the sun and the moon at her feet. And a crown of 12 stars on her head. And I will explain this. So let's go and look at Revelations 12, the first part. And it says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And upon her crown, her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she, being with child, cried out in labor, in birth and pain to be delivered. And there was another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowned diadems upon her head. Ah, ah, her head. Why would a dragon be called her? Does that make sense? Who is a her? But yet if you read in other translations, it calls it a he. What if I told you you put the two together, both books that have been hidden for nearly 1260 years to wipe out the Jewish context of a he-she relationship? Remember, Eve was taken from Adam. Adam means earth. Originally, Adam was unisexed. In Hebrew culture, I mean. So we are seeing an analogy of a he-she relationship in an angel. Here it's referred to a her. In Matthew, it's referred to shitan as being a her. So Lucifer or Lucifer was a her and a him both. That's where you get homosexuality in a sense. But we're seeing here the connotative reasoning of the father. He's saying the serpent is a her. So, and this serpent has ten horns. 
a crown upon her head and seven heads. And it's a great red dragon. And her tail drew a third part of the heavens and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to deliver in order to devour her son as soon as he was born. And again, it, it refers to the dragon throughout Revelations and what it was doing. And, and she brought forth a male, a son, who was a ruler of all nations with a rod of iron. And this is talking about Yeshua, Christ. And he rules with a rod of iron. And her son was caught up unto Yahuwah and to his throne. So this is referring to his divinity as being God. Or the sun. I have not read one thing to you. I will read it later and you'll see my understanding of the Father and how he revealed himself to me, which is interesting. The woman being spoke of here is Mary, no doubt, and she is the mother from Israel that gave birth to Yeshua. So it's a representation of Israel. And Yeshua coming out of Israel and saving the connotative of the whole world. That is given my lineage again. But you will see something amazing here when I give you an appoint as to who I really am. But I'm not going to go that route yet. Okay. So we're talking about this great woman. Wonder in heaven appeared with 12 stars on her head giving birth to Jupiter. That happened, no doubt about it. We are, that was the beginning of Revelations 12. Now we come to escape in the wilderness, war in heaven. And it says, And the woman fled after the birth of the baby into the wilderness, where she was a, has a place prepared by Yahuwah, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and sixty days. Talking about the church run from the diaspora. And then there was a war in heaven. Micaiah and her uh, Melachim fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought her angels, but did not prevail, and was their place not found anymore in heaven. So it's talking about the dragon and this Micaiah figure. Micaiah means one who is like God. Remember that. And it says here, And the war takes place in heaven with a great, great time of trouble and woe and so forth. And it gives the verses that are mentioned in Daniel 12.1. It gives Revelations 12.12. 12. I'm not going to read those because it refers back to Micaiah as a woman figure, as a male, you know. But we'll go on and look at this. And there was a great red dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil, Shetan, who deceived the whole world. She was cast out into the earth and her angels were cast out with her. Interesting. Her. 
And it goes on to say, And I heard a loud voice in heaven. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdoms of our Father and the power of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, who accused them before the Father night, day, and night. <laughs> And it goes on to say, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell on in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because she knows that she has but a short time. And when the dragon saw that she was cast into earth, she persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of great eagles, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she may be nourished for a time and time and time and a half from the face of the serpent. And that serpent cast out of her mouth water as a flood after the woman, that she might cause her to be carried away by the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the woman op and the earth opened up her mouth. And swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of her mouth. Talking about Israel. Those who do not escape, those who are left, the house of Yahuwah, what happens? And the dragon was enraged with the woman and went to make war with those who forsook her seed. Her seed being those who keep the law of Yahuwah. And have the testimony of Yeshua, Yahuwah. Or Yahushua, the Messiah. So we see here, and I'm not going to go through it talking about the male child being the righteous one and Isaiah 64 and that. We're just going straight through the two sections tonight. We'll elaborate more on it later. But what I'm pointing out is a name. Micaiah. Who is this Micaiah figure? And the Melechim that fought against the dragon. Who is Micaiah? For thousands of years, at least 1260 years to be precise, the church has thought it being Michael the Archangel, which Michael does mean one who is like God in English but you cannot say that Michael is translated in Hebrew Micaiah there's a book in Micaiah if you read it and it talks about wars in heaven and this and that and the other but it's not that this is a female woman and her name is Micaiah But it don't give her whole name, which is interesting to denote that it doesn't give her whole name. It's strange, but yet, equivocally, it, it, it's showing one of the two first witnesses mentioned with a Hebrew name. And it refers back to verses in 12 and 11 and other parts that talk about the witnesses and rejoicing
Right now, we are going through a pandemic. 11 reflects the pandemic. The pandemic. It talks about the courts of the church. Or, in this case, the Father's courts in heaven. And it goes on saying these two witnesses perform their office duties as prophets. And they will foretell events about the three and a half years. Those cast about with darkness. And preceding that, we read Ken. And it talked about the Malacca. It talked about the trumpets, the torment the scorpion, and all that. And then we read 10, talks about a little book. And I explain what the little book is. It's talking books within the Bible itself that are keys to understanding revelations. Now, not all those books are in the Bible. You have to go and research. You have to find and a lot of them you're not going to find because a lot of them were destroyed. But I have my ways. And I will tell you now that these books, Gad and Nathan, reveal who the witnesses are. It gives names. And they are one Jew and one Gentile. Which is interesting because Nathan was a Gentile. Gad was a Jew out of the line of David. Interesting, say that. Nathan had a namesake that David named his son after Nathan. Why? Because Nathan married into the line of David. He was a prophet, a Gentile prophet. And again, this is going to repeat itself. One Gentile, one Jew. This one that is mentioned in Revelations 12, this name, Mahaya, it's a unisex name. It's in the Bible called Micah. And it was a male in those times. There was a woman, a guy named Mahaya or Micah that was a prophet. But this name crops up again, but it's a woman. And it ties back to Revelations 12 and 11, the two witnesses. And I'll show you where. It says, I heard a great voice from heaven saying to them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in the clouds, and their enemies watched them. And it gives Revelation 12, 12 right here, ascending. And their enemies watched them. Matthew 24, 7 through We'll touch on that. Let's look at that. And we'll prove my point. And we'll make this a full 30 minutes. I'm only going to do two segments. Let's look at Matthew 24, 7 through 21. Matthew 24, 7 through 21. A sign of the end times. And we'll start at 7. And Yeshua says, 
For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. Then they have handed you over to persecution and will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my namesake. And then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise and lead many astray because lawlessness will multiply. The love of many will wax cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The good news of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Okay? The end will come. Let's go on to 21. So when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, that one on the rooftop might not go down to take what is his from his house, and the one in the field must not turn back and get his coat. Woe to those who are pregnant. And those who are nursing babies in those days, pray that your escape not be in winter, or on Shabbat, for there, then there will be great trouble, talking about Jacob's trouble, such as not happened since the beginning of the world until now, not even, not ever will be, and unless those days be cut short, no one would be delivered, but for the sake of those chosen, those days will be cut short. Interesting. So, we talk about these two prophets witnessing the end times. Then we'll go to Daniel 12.1. And see what Daniel says. And then I will cut and be right back. But I want you to see where I'm leading with this. Because it's during the time of woe. Daniel 12, 6 and 1. At that time, Michal, or Micaiah, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of of the nations until then but at that time your people everyone who is found written in the book will be delivered multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awaken some to everlasting life and others to everlasting shame and contempt so it's talking about the first half of it is talking about michael the angel or Micaiah. And that's in Daniel. At that time, Micaiah, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. And here it mentions in Micaiah, a female. And her Malachim, her 
angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought with her angels. The dragon's angels are not called Malacha. They are called angels. And these Malacha are messengers. Interesting, I should say that. Why do you think I give you my name? Mahaya Hadassah. Ye. Ya or ye. Y-E-H. Aloma. I'm not saying I'm this person. But the father gave me my name. And he told me in my heart that he give me the white stone of justification. He pardoned me of my sins because I did many. My spirit was dead. I had left my first love. I had left that which was part of me. I was saved, yes, at an early age and baptized. But I didn't have the spirit, and now I do. He's ever-present with me. I've dealt with it for about a year and a half, two years. We'll go on further with this in explanation. And I've got to cut my 30 minutes because my time is almost up. I'll be right back.